everyone, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Engine's Tech Talk Sprint series, where we hear from cutting-edge fintech firms about the challenges facing the industry and discuss the tech solutions that can assist in addressing them. My name is Harry Thomas, and I am Relationship Manager for Engine and the Investment Association. And today's Engine Tech Talk Sprint session is titled Knowledge as a Service, How AI Transforms Investment Research. And I'm delighted to be joined by Peggy Choi, the CEO and founder of Link, who will be answering uh, four key questions to provide insights on the importance of credible expertise, the benefits of the knowledge as a service model, and the necessity to build a knowledge ecosystem and more. Peggy, welcome uh, to the series and thank you very much for coming to speak to us today. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Harry. Great, great to uh, be here. Really excited about sharing today. Thanks, Peggy. And as is usual practice, uh, we've noted three session outcomes for today's session, along with a brief overview of Link. So I would welcome uh, viewers, as usual, to pause and read through the information. Uh, but in order to make sure we get through all the questions, I'll continue through and make a start. So without any further ado, let's kick off with question one. So Peggy, the first question for you is, what is a knowledge as a service platform? Um, thanks, Harry. So um, when we think about knowledge as a service platform from um, Link's perspective, we're, we're really thinking about how to enable the access to knowledge and access to human expertise at scale. Um, and when we define um, knowledge and expertise, um, what we're thinking really, it's about the uh, knowledge that's coming from experience of people, coming from the first-hand knowledge that sits in our heads. And that's something that is actually pretty difficult to access. If you think about it, um, whether it's investors or, or, or business decision makers, when they need to talk to the right person. Um, currently, we have got to go to either um, service providers, um, consulting firms, or um, connectors, recruiters, or, 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 or people that could um, guide you and connect you to, um, quote, unquote, the right person. Uh, and that process typically has got a lot of friction. Uh, largely because of the fact that knowledge is, 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 is a pretty um, um, complex to define. Um, there's industry, there's topics, there's um, all sorts of dimension to it. So, so this is, if you think about this from a data perspective, this is one that, that it does require multidimensional uh, way of um, filtering and, and, and matching. And that's why uh, that's something that had been traditionally more of a services-based type of um, access, I think, for, um, again, investors and businesses. And how we're thinking about it from a knowledge uh, as a service platform perspective is that um, taking a um, data-driven um, approach and uh, using AI to help index and organize human knowledge and human expertise. And what we can do here is then using that core to enable a range of solutions, a range of um, services, a range of uh, products that allow everyone from investment firms to businesses to better access and better manage um, human expertise and human knowledge. Uh, that's, that's basically how we um, think about uh, knowledge as a service. Brilliant, makes perfect sense. Thanks very much for that, Peggy. Um, so I'll move straight on to our second question of the session, uh, which is what challenges are asset managers facing in getting to the core of making the right investment decisions? 
Thanks. Um, that's something that uh, uh, we um, look at quite a bit, whether it's with our customers, um, many um, many of which would be large asset management firms or um, investment offices of um, family offices and whatnot. Um, a lot of times, I think these 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 are, 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 are the few points that, that come up quite a bit in our conversations. Um, first, um, definitely the access to relevant insights and relevant um, expertise um, in, a, in, a, in a timely and, and, and cost-effective um, manner. Uh, so um, a lot of um, various ways, again, for um, investors to access um, expert insights, but largely carry a lot of friction. So accessing relevant insight quickly and efficiently is, is still a, a main uh, challenge for a lot of um, investors. Um, another um, key challenge is that um, knowledge silos um, are created within these firms um, as a result of a couple of things, as a result of um, how traditional services space uh, providers are um, interacting with um, investors and how um, within asset management firms, um, teams are, are, are conducting their own respective research and where would this information sit um, within their systems. A lot of times, um, these um, research would still sit within you know, individuals' mailboxes or hard drives. Um, and uh, like, let's say when people come and go within um, asset managers and, and the, the knowledge um, goes to the person. Uh, so in a way, for these institutions, they're, they're also losing institutional knowledge uh, with, with people changes. Um, and these knowledge silos also um, create a, a, a pretty uh, much of a, a common problem across um, these firms is the duplicated work that uh, might um, result in. So let's say if um, a, a team, a global asset management team with uh, a firm with uh, teams in US and teams in Asia, uh, the team in New York might have done work in um, e-commerce and the team in Hong Kong might also be doing work in e-commerce. And a lot of times I think uh, that research can be shared and um, um, with collaboration, a lot more um, insights could be generated um, together. Um, I think that's a common theme that I think a lot of um, the SM measures that we work with have identified as a key area to unlock uh, more value uh, from, from the platform that they have built over the years. Uh, the third, I think the last uh, key um, challenge that we see quite often is these cost pressures. I think with a lot of uh, regulatory changes um, in recent years, uh, cross cost pressures are, are, are really um, forcing um, investment firm as I mentioned from to really look at how to better streamline processes, how to um, better leverage um, what they have built to um, reduce duplicated work, to derive more value from um, the investments that they've made, whether it's in data access, expert access, uh, or in enabling the team to make better decisions. Um, so these are the, the key challenges that we've seen. Makes sense. Brilliant. Thank you very much for that, Peggy. Um, so not to give you too much of a break, we'll move straight on to question three. Um, so question three for you is, what are the best practices in knowledge management for asset managers? Right. Um, so um, we've talked about the, the challenges, um, you know, from accessing relevant insights to knowledge silos to cost pressures. I think, um, you know, across the, 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 some of the um, asset management firms and, and investment firms that we work with, some best practices that we have seen um, really tackle these key issues um, at the heart of it. Um, at, the, at, the, at the core of it really is to think about it as um, how to 
uh, really look at digitization? How do we uh, look at the, the value that that could bring um, to the investment process? Um, and what kind of impact um, would, would, would that be able to generate? And um, the range of firms out there, I think there are various sort of um, you know, stages of adoption. And uh, for the ones that are at the forefront of really looking at it, um, you know, as, as a major sort of digital transformation effort, um, it's not just about adding a tool or adding a, a source of data to your investment process, but looking at, looking at it more holistically. Um, how do we um, enable um, these tools and these uh, 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 additional um, way of accessing different um, data and insights to help um, investors to make better decisions more holistically? How do we think about it from a cultural perspective? How do we um, incentivize um, investment teams to share and to collaborate? Um, and usually that requires um, also quite a bit of a top-down commitment um, um, from these firms. And so, so, so ultimately, I think for firms that have that level of commitment, you also see that there's a, a, a pretty consistent view on not just putting these implementation and, and, and solutions in place, but to also measure the outcome and see what kind of impact that this implementation would, would, would result in and, and sort of keep refining and improving from, from, from that point on. Um, so these are some of the best practices that we have seen. Brilliant. Thank you very much for that answer, Peggy. Um, so that brings us on to the final question of today's session, um, which is, how do you foresee technology transforming asset managers' investment processes in the next five years? Um, so in the next five years, I mean, I think I think five years can be can be a long time, can be also be a pretty short period in in in, in this uh, kind of uh, realm of things that we're talking about. Um, although in the sort of investment um, um, world, um, I think to the to the kind of the the previous point we we're discussing around um, best practices, uh, a lot of time I think it's about. Um, um, holistic looking at it more holistically so if you if you think about sort of um where we are right now and i think where we are going to be in five years um uh when we think about investment process to say you know between quant and fundamental between um use of data use of experts use of um, um research i think a lot of times it's pretty um siloed and and, and well um um i would say scoped to specific purposes and specific uh, um instances or time um, by um, individual investors, like in what kind of pro point in the process where they use the respective things. Um, I think in five years, you would see much more holistic uh, systems that allow um, SM managers to look at it um, in a much more um, cohesive manner. Uh, whether it's in the gathering of data, in the um, synthesizing of these data and insights, um, a lot more coherent to how investors could be making their investment decisions instead of um, discrete pieces of um, data and information um, along that process. So, so hence, I think, um, you know, when you look at um, as a manager, much more at the forefront of digitizing, um, they will gain um, knowledge advantage, I guess, in that, in that sense, because um, they are able to then connect the dots in a much more um, efficient way, looking at all the discrete pools and sources of data points and information um, and conversations uh, to help you uh, make that decision. Um, that's sort of how we see the next uh, couple of years uh, panning out. 
Brilliant, that wraps up really nicely. Thank you for that, Peggy. Um, so that does bring us to the end of the session, just like that. Um, you've provided a range of really useful insights there, and so thank you very much for all of your contributions. Um, all that's left for me to say is if anyone watching has a question that they'd like to ask Peggy, or if you want more information about Link uh, and their offerings, then please contact them via the email address on the screen uh, or by visiting the website. Um, Peggy, all that's left for me to say is it's been great speaking with you today. Thank you very much for your time once again, uh, and we look forward to speaking with you again soon. Thanks, Harry. Thank you. Thanks very much.